get there. I'm going to continue on in the series that we started a few uh, weeks back, and I'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, I just want to say a couple of things. First of all, we're in, our, in the midst of our 21 days of prayer. Uh, we do this twice a year. We do it in January. We do 21 days of prayer and fasting in January. And then in August, we do 21 days of prayer. And uh, it's been fabulous in that we have uh, some prayer services that we do during those times. And we've been doing them on Friday evenings. And we have three of them uh, during those, uh, those seasons. And we have done our first two, and they've been really, really good. And we've got one left, which will be this Friday at 7. And if I could encourage you to come and be a part of that, and you receive my encouragement and and show up, I I guarantee you it will be a blessing. Uh, Not only do we come together in worship and and prayer, but we're making a, a, a huge impact in our community and the world through our praying. And, uh, and a lot of people uh, may pray, but we pray in faith here. And we believe God. And uh, I have uh, one of our Dream Team members that came to me right after I, I dismissed you guys to connect. And, and, and they said, I received a miracle today. Amen. And uh, Lisa was, uh, went, I don't know if she was going to even show today, but she's part of our Dream Team. And she was f- struggling so bad with allergies this morning that she uh, couldn't even run her air conditioner in her car because it was just, ugh, she was just all stopped, stopped up and everything. And when she first came in here, still everything was happening. And, and just uh, a moment ago, it, it, it got, it got, it got uh, taken care of. And so uh, she was telling me that. And, and I'm just here to tell you, God's not dead. He is alive. And we, we're believers. If we, if we don't believe in God and, and, uh, and who he is, then what are we doing? Uh, we love him, we, we, I, and I'm in love with him. I adore God. But, uh, you know, he, he wants that personal relationship, but he also wants to be our everything in our life. And I'm so grateful for that. And uh, the Bible tells us that we're to pray, his kingdom come. We sung it a while ago. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we come together in these 21 days of prayer and pray because we believe that uh, the prayers of a righteous person avails much. And so when we come together, we're able to make a kingdom impact not only uh, within our church, but through our church and across this globe. And we're so excited to be able to be a part of that. And we want to just encourage you to be come and do that Friday. And then I've challenged all of you guys, if you've been around, uh, to find as many people as you possibly can and seize the opportunity when you hear a need and just pray a 21-second prayer with somebody. If there's a need, hey, can I pray for you right now? Just that quick, can I pray for you right now? And it's been amazing how many open doors we've had during these 21 days of prayer and just being mindful that God wants to uh, be brought onto the scene in people's lives and how he can make a life-giving difference in their lives. And so please get out and make that happen in these last 21 days uh, or these last, uh, this last week of these 21 days. And then, and then let it be a habit. And then let it be a lifestyle where you're praying with people on a regular basis, all right? And then uh, during this time, it helps us to get ready for this fall as a church. 
typically there's a there's a seasons in the church and and uh, fall seasons is a time where we just see a lot of people reach for Christ and we want to do that and so we want to prepare the way through prayer in making that happen and then we have a a women's conference that's coming up yeah and uh, that's going to be taking place in September the 8th and 9th just weeks away and if you are a lady, we want to encourage you to get signed up for this. Uh, we should have a, uh, somebody at our Radiant table out there after service that you can go and ask, and they'll uh, tell you more about it. And so that's taking place. And then uh, if you want to lead a small group, we're kicking off our small groups in just two weeks. If you want to lead a group, make sure you go online. Today's deadline. Go online and get your group signed up. And, uh, and so we'll be doing that, and we're excited about that. All right, you got it? Yes, sir. Let's talk about uh, being found faithful. I've been on a series called Found Faithful. And uh, I believe it's, it's within every person's heart, if you're a believer especially, if you, you've received Christ into your life, I believe that it's within your heart that you want to be faithful. I, I, I just think, I just really believe that every believer wants to be found faithful. If you've been born again, if you've, you've, you know, you've had that uh, transformation, you've been taken out of darkness and, and brought into the kingdom of light, and you've been given that brand new heart, that you really do want to be faithful. Uh, I think the, the problem is, is that many people are overcome with temptations, and the temptations gets the best of them. And so we've been on this series, and we've been talking about how, how to be found faithful. And I've taken this scripture from, and if you want to look on, on the screen or look in your Bible, that's fine. But 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2 says this, Moreover, it is, requ- it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Be found faithful. And so that's where I took that title from, is that we are all stewards. In other words, we're all managers, or we're all responsible for our life. And with our life and with our church, we are to be found faithful. And, 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 and then we talked about during this time what it takes to do that. Because I think, and one thing that I've purposed not to do is tell people you need to be faithful. You need to be faithful, and you need to be faithful in this area. You need to be faithful in that area. You need to be faithful in this. You know, everybody knows that they need to be faithful. Isn't that right? You don't need somebody telling you you need to be faithful. You already know that. You already got that down. You're rocking there, man. You know that. It's like, how can I be faithful? How can I overcome the temptations that seem to be overcoming me? How can I live a life and not give in to the temptations of the flesh, uh, those selfish ways, those weaknesses in our life that cause me to be unfaithful. How can I do that? And that's the question that we've been trying to answer during this, this series. And so the first week we talked about how we can do that is that we do it by God's grace. That it's not by your own strength, 
your own power, your own ability, but it's by the grace of God, which is God's strength, God's power, God's ability to do God's will in our life. And so we talked about God's grace. He wants to empower you. Paul says, he says, I am who I am because of the grace of God. I do what I do because of the grace of God. And so we need to learn how to tap the grace. And I talked about that. And if you didn't get to be here, you can go online at cotmtyler.org and you can catch that and you can listen to it there. And then last week we talked about not only the grace of God, but we do it by the Spirit of God. That if you are born again, the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you, not to be a spiritual hitchhiker. He's not there to just catch a ride through, through life and, 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 and entertain you. He's there to help you, to lead you and guide you into all truth. He's there to show you those things that you know not. He's there to be your helper and your strength and your comforter. He's there to empower you and I to live the life that God intends for us to live. That's good news. And so we talked about how that looks and how, how we can have that happen in our life. And today, I'm going to give you another area that is, is important and will radically, and I, I really felt like, and pray for me, because I, I real, honestly, I'm, I'm going to try to download something that could take weeks to, to get across. Uh, and it's by the Word of God. By God's Word, we can be found faithful. That if we will get the Word of God in our life, we will be found faithful. Why is faithfulness so important? Well, one, it honors God. Wouldn't you agree? It honors God. It it honors me when my team and my leaders, and uh, when they're found faithful, when they're faithful to to serve the church, faithful to serve uh, on our team. It just just honors me. Uh, And I know it honors God when we're doing uh, the same thing with our life, just being faithful in everything that we do. Isn't that true? But also, there's other benefits, and I just want to share a couple with you. Uh, I just want to share, the Bible says in Proverbs 28, 20, it says this. It says, a, a faithful man, I think it's in there. Uh, Proverbs 28, 20 says, a faithful man will abound with blessings. So it blesses our life, and I'm not going to take the time to define what that blessings look like, but, but it, I, I just like the word blessings. I sure like it a whole lot better than I like the word cursings. It's like, I don't want any of that stuff. I want the blessings of God on my life. And then, and then the other benefit is, is, that, uh, is that I'm going to share another scripture, and I'm gonna, it's a negative, but, uh, but I'm going to share the blessing in it. And it's this, in Proverbs 13, 15, it says, Good understanding gains favor, but the way of the unful, unfaithful man is hard. And so when we're faithful, it keeps us away from a hard life. I mean, we have hard times in life, but there's a difference between having hard times in life and having a hard life. Isn't that right? And, 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 and that word hard actually means, it means, uh, it means barren and it means dry, like dry soil that doesn't produce a whole lot in our life. It's not producing a lot of good things in our life. And so when we're faithful, that tells me we produce lots of good in our life. There's a lot, of, a lot of fruit that comes out of our life that's not only a blessing to us, but a blessing to all those that are around us. And so faithfulness is 
extremely important. And so, but today I want us to look, it's by the word of God. By the word of God that we are found faithful. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, I've got lots of scripture. I'm going to try to get through this uh, with the Lord's help in Jesus' name. To, to download everything that God wants to, us to get this today. And so, if you would, just buckle up your seatbelt and let's, let's get going. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says this. It says, For the word of God is living and powerful. It's living. It's not a book that somebody wrote. It's not just, uh, you know, you, you have lots of books, uh, volumes and volumes and volumes of books of people that have written different things in, in those books. And, and they may encourage you and they may, they may inspire you to do some things or accomplish some things, but it is not living if it's not the Word of God. There's life in God's Word. It breathes, it breathes life in you and I to be able to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. And, 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 and I am who I am because of the Word of God. I am a stickler for the Word. I believe in the Word. And so not only does it, does it, it infuse life in us, but it also is powerful. There's power in the Word. There's no other... I mean, one word from God's Word can radically transform your life forever. In, in, in my case, God took my life, my broken life, my sinful life, my life that was rebellious, my alcoholic life, my drug addict life, my, you know, all that, that was going on in my life. He took that life and he transformed it by his word. And he began to get me into a place of, of transformation. And we'll talk about that a little bit in just a moment. So the Word of God is living and it's powerful. 2 Timothy chapter 3 tells us if we'll get this Word, it will help us throughout life. The Bible says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's, that word inspiration, it, it means God breathed. It's, it's, it's alive. It's given by the inspiration of God to come into our lives and breathe life into us in order to accomplish what he wants us to accomplish. And, and it says it's, it's, it's given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It profits us. It helps us. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man, not talking about gender, mankind, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That means we can be faithful because of the word of God. John chapter 6, verse 63 says this. It says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits little or nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit. Again, they are life. They're living. The words that I speak breathe life into you and I. And they are life. It's alive. It's living. It's alive. We need to fall in love with the Word of God. Uh, so much so that the Bible says that you can have the Word of God and uh, you, cannot, you don't have to get offended by people and what they do and say to you. Great peace have they that love your law and nothing shall offend you. Hallelujah. And so the Word of God's great. So here's what I'm going to do. is I'm going to take you as quickly as I can because there's, there's four thoughts that I want to bring to you, four things that come out of the Word of God from Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. One of my favorite, one of my hallmark uh, uh, scriptures in my life. 
that I hope that we can walk away and be able to apply to our lives so that we are found faithful. Faithful in every area. Faithful in ministries. Faithful in marriage. Faithful in whatever part of life. Faithful in any and every area of our lives. Because not only does it bring blessings on our life, but it keeps us from being barren. It keeps us from being uh, unproductive in our life. Keeps us producing. Because it's living. It's alive. Remember that. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says don't allow, don't, don't let this book, the book of the law, it says the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. The word of God's powerful has the ability to cause us to, to, to shine in dark places. Has the ability to help us to plow through anything and everything that we're going through life, no matter what it is, and come out on top instead of on the bottom. That's what the Word of God will do. And so with that being said, the first thing that I want to share in talking about how to be found faithful by the Word of God is that we need to, we need to know God's Word. We need to know it. The Bible says only be strong. In, very, in verse 7, let me go back in Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. It says, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. And don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. And so if we're, if we're going to observe to do the Word of God, doesn't it stand to reason that we need to know the Word of God? We've got to know it. And in John's Gospel, it tells us in John chapter 8, verse 31, it says this, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed, If you abide in my Word, not visit it, <laughs> not just go visit it from time to time, but if you abide in my Word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know, say no. no, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now that word know is an intimate word, like Adam knew Eve and Eve conceived. And notice here he says that we need to abide in the word. We need to, we need to know the word, of word, the word of God. It needs to become intimate to us. That's how we know, because there's a lot of people that have head knowledge. They know the Word of God, but still the Word of God's not having great effect on their life, because it's not real to them. It needs to become a reality in their life, that I know that I know in my knower what God says, and therefore it, it will change my life. It will transform my life. We need to know God's Word. God's Word works if we work God's Word. But we've got to know it in order to work it. We've got to become intimate with it before we, before we experience it. I, 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 love, I love people. See, well, let me take you to Scripture. I, I've got lots of thoughts. Proverbs chapter 4, let me give you another Scripture. It says, my child, verse 20, my child, pay attention to what I say. I'm telling you right now, pay attention. Pay attention. And you know we have to do that. We have to, because our minds will drift. There's a lot of chatter going on inside. Right now, some of you are thinking about all kinds of stuff. You're thinking about maybe some struggles. Some of you, you're just hungry. 
You're thinking about some food right now, some grub. You're just ready to eat. It's like, I hope he doesn't preach long. I, I hope he lets us out in decent time. Oh my gosh, my time is getting away. It says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. The Word of God determines the course of our life if we keep it within our heart. Let it penetrate into our heart. And I love when I'm, I'm talking to people that you just know they, they want what... They want what uh, God has, wants to give them when, when we're talking about the Word of God. My, my daughter-in-law, her and I can sit there and we can talk, man. We just go back and forth around the Word and we're just sitting there. And she'll just pull it out of me. She just pulls it out of me. It's just like, it's like uh, and, and we'll just get caught up in our conversations. And the Bible says in Proverbs 20, verse, uh, verse 5, it says, Counsel is in the heart of man. Or excuse me, counsel in the heart of man is like deep waters, but a man of understanding will draw it out because they want to be intimate with what the Word says. I want to know it. I don't want to just know it. I want to know it. What is it that God's saying? See, God's speaking all the time. He's speaking today. And He's saying, we can't be casual about coming to the Word. We need to Know the word. Because when you know it intimately, it becomes alive. It, 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 whew, God breathes in us through his word. And therefore, we're able to, in, in the face of temptations, we're able to go ahead and plow through those temptations because the word of God is bigger and greater than the temptations that we're facing in life. When Jesus was faced with temptations, what did he do? He addressed it by the word. He addressed it by the word. We'll talk about that hopefully in just a minute if I can get past this point. But the word of God will do that for us. It breathes life into us. The Bible says that life, that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through his precious promises. And so it brings life. I, the other day, Debbie and, and Dan, had, for you that don't know them, they are oversee our, our, uh, our small groups. They're the directors over our small groups. And, and we have a bowling small group that takes place on Sunday afternoons. And they dropped in and just to come and visit. They're not a part of it. And, uh, and so uh, they came to visit. And as we were there, Debbie and I just started just talking about the word, talking about the word, talking about the word. And she was just, same thing, just drawing it out, drawing it out, drawing it out because of her love and her desire to want to know the word. And I'm here to tell you that God wants to pour into us today and every day his word. He wants to breathe life into us because he doesn't want us to experience an unfruitful or unfaithful life. He wants us to experience a, a faithful, fruitful life. You got it? So we've got to know the word. But we can't stop there. This is a process. You've got to start with the knowing. But you've got to go on to the speaking. We've got to speak the word. The Bible says don't let this word depart from our mouth. It needs to be what's coming out of our mouth. We need to speak what God's word says concerning us, concerning our situation. 
my life, my life, you know, I was, I was jacked up, messed up, up, you know, I just, I was just all kinds of up, okay, I mean, I, I, my, my life was tore up, it was, it was, it was messed up when I came to know Christ, and who I am today is, is happened because of a process of these things that I've applied in my life. I've, I, I've fallen in love with the Word of God. And then I speak the Word. I started speaking. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm highly disciplined. I'm, there's things that I do in my life, and it's not because of me. It's because of the grace of God, by the Spirit of God, and the Word of God. But one thing that I do is I speak the Word. I speak the Word over my life continuously. Every day I have some declarations that I declare over my life and over our lives. And I'm declaring those things, that I'm, I'm disciplined, that I'm not lazy or slothful. You know, there's several things that I, I declare over my life because I want to see those happen. The Bible says in James that our tongue is like a rudder that guards our life. I used to have a horrible anger problem. I, I, I grew up in it. It's just, that was, that was, our, that was our, our world. And I, if you've been around here, you've heard me say it. At our home, when I was growing up, it was either wars or rumors of wars. There was never peace in our home. Not that I remember. And so it was constant. And then my, my mother kicked me out as a, as a young teenager, and I've been out since. And, and so that was my lifestyle. So will you go out? Guess what? You're out there as a young kid. You just had to fight for everything. And so I grew up fighting. And so I had an anger problem. I had an anger problem because of a number of different things. So when I came into the kingdom of God, my heart changed, but I still had a lot taking place in my soul that needed to be transformed. And so I started speaking over my life. Speaking those things that I wanted to see take place in my life. That I'm not going to be an angry person. That I'm going to be a person that loves. That I am living my life not for myself, but I'm living for God and others. That is, I, I gave up the right to, to, to think about me when I became a Christian. That it's not lo, no longer my life. And so I started speaking these things. See, why do we get angry? We get angry because we're selfish. Because somebody's imposing themselves in, in our territory and, and we get angry about it. <laughs> Come on. Show some brothers some love up here, okay? I know some of you fight with that. I understand. Been there, done that. Got the t-shirt and the scars for it. Literally, scars. Because of anger. I, I've, I'm scarred up because of some of the foolishness and stupid things that I did when I was angry. I hit walls, I hit all kinds of stuff. You don't be quiet, I'm going to hit you. No, no, I'm just joking, I'm just saying, I'm just joking. There's that anger, it rose up. I still got to, t- oh Lord, I thank you that I walk in love. I'm gentle, Lord. See, I'm putting it to practice right now. We know, I know him, okay, so for you. And so... So we've got to speak the word. We need to allow the word to come forth out of our mind, out of our mouth, because it guides our life. It con- it, it, we've got to control our tongue by, I mean, control our life by our tongue. And that's what causes us to be faithful. Third thing, not only did he say we need to know the word, but we've got to speak the word, but also we've got to think the word. And I'm, talking of, and I'm not talking about occasional thoughts. I'm talking about this is a 
This is the way we think. This is what we process. This is how we think. We think by the word. We don't think by human reason. That's one of my declarations every day. I thank you, Lord God, that I walk by, live by your word and not by human reasoning. Because a lot of people are living by human reasoning. And that's why you're in the trouble that you're in. Because you can reason yourself in or out of the will of God. And and you need to make sure that we lean not on our own understanding, but we always tap his wisdom. And we live and think by the wisdom of God. So the Bible tells us that we're to meditate the word day and night. I discovered something about that word meditate. It also means to mutter. It means to chew over. That you, 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 like a, 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 a cow chews a cud. You just go over it and go over it and you swallow it and you think about it and chew, you know, regurgitate it. You know, all that stuff. All right. And then you chew over it again. And, and, that, and it's, it's a continuous thing. But also, it means this. And I, I, I found this and I thought, wow, this is awesome. I've got to share this. It means, meditation means a revolving thought. It's a revolving thought. We all have had them. You ever had a thought about something that you had to deal with with somebody? Uh, some kind of confrontation? Now, one of the things that we try to do around here, and I tell our, our leaders, is that when you confront, you confront with excellence. But how many of you know that uh, even though you confront with excellence... Some other people don't like confrontation. And because they don't like confrontation, by the way, the Bible calls that, how does it say, Bob, that person that can't receive correction is stupid, isn't it? I think that's how it says it. And so it's not very wise, okay? I don't want to call you stupid. I don't want to. But if the shoe fits. And so confrontation, even though we're confronting with, with, uh, with excellence, you know that there's a huge potential because a lot of people do not like, they don't like to be confronted. They don't like, they don't like to be, they don't like that happening. Okay? And, and by the way, I didn't put that in the Bible. It's in the Bible. I didn't put the word stupid in there. It's in the Bible, okay? And I'm not calling anybody stupid. But here's the thing I want you to understand is that because we know that there's a huge potential of confrontation, and it's possible, we'll sit there and have that revolving thought of how we're going to deal with that, and we'll play it over and over and over and over and over. And has that, has that happened to you to the point where it's all, it affected your health? That you knew that whatever you had to deal with, could be a negative situation. That's meditation. You're re- it's a revolving thought. And if that can ha- happen for the naked, negative, why can't that happen for the positive? We need to allow the Word of God to revolve in our thinking so much so and so often that it becomes a way of the way that we think. I think by the Word. I, I, I process through the word. So when t- people are talking to me, I'm thinking by the, okay, what's the word say? What's the word say? What's the word say? What's the word say? Because I want to know what the word says. I don't, I, matter of fact, I don't ever want to give you my idea. I don't want to ever give you my, my, uh, uh, my opinion. 
I just want to give you the word because it's living and it's powerful and it changes lives. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. There's no in-between. We're either being conformed to this world and being unfaithful, or we're being transformed by the renewing of our mind, by the, or we could say it, by the revolving of God's word in our thinking. And that's how we're proving out God's perfect, good and perfect and acceptable will in our lives. That's good. This is going to change some lives. Your marriages are going to change. Your lives are going to change if you apply this. Let me give you the last thought. So, we need to live it. Honestly, if you do the first three things, you, you, it begins to affect your life. It begins to be lived out. It, because it, it says this in Joshua 1.8, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. We apply the Word of God. Application is essential. If we don't apply the Word of God, the Bible tells us that our house is built on the sand, that when the storms come, uh, it's going to destroy our house. The house may look just as, as, uh, fam- uh, as similar to the one that's built on a rock. When it's built on a rock is when we hear it and we do it. Uh, but when the storms hit, there's only one that continues to stand. The other one falls. And let me tell you what happens when your house falls. You have to spend a lot of energy and time trying to rebuild that house. Guess what happens? You become unfaithful in areas that you should be faithful in because you're spending time trying to rebuild your life, rebuild your marriage, rebuild your house, rebuild your finances, refill whatever it is. You're spending all your time, all your energy in, in those areas. We don't have but so many hours in a day. And we don't have time to be rebuilding something that God never intended for us to rebuild. We just need to be building what God's telling us to build, and that's his kingdom. Amen? I believe that every one of us have the potential for greatness. Greatness only happens through faithfulness. God doesn't entrust anything great to us if we're not faithful. Paul told Timothy, he said, he says, commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. God says, if we'll be faithful with the little, he'll make us ruler over much. And if we're faithful with the little, then we'll be faithful over much. And so we need to, we need to understand the principles of God's word. We need to process and think them. If we do, then we're going to have an awesome, productive life. I didn't say with, it's not going to be without storms. You're going to have some storms. But at the end of the storm, guess whose house is standing? Whose marriage is standing? Whose finances are standing? Whose life is standing? Whose ministry is standing? Whose church is standing? Amen? Amen. Amen.